probably all be checking in with someone every now and then. After we, we imploded in the league last year, I wasn't right for yeah. a long time. Keep up to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTV Sports app now. It's Alan Quinlan is with us this morning. Alan, good morning to you. How are you? Good, lads. Thanks. And yourselves? Uh, what kind of a week have you had? Oh, not too bad, no. I suppose uh, always difficult to... Uh, be doing the monster, the monster uh, dissecting of the of a bad loss at the weekend, but um, so the podcast was a bit a bit negative this week, to say the least. That's fair enough. I think um, you know there are sometimes when you just have to. It doesn't just things don't feel right at the moment. What what's when people are talking to you about it? What are they saying to you? Like what's the what's the atmosphere like amongst monster fans who know when they're talking to you that you're you know this this means so much to you. Yeah, people online. I think you can see the reaction, um, and I suppose uh, some of, some of it is a little bit nasty, and some of it is balanced and fair. And I think being balanced and fair was is um, is where you want to be. Really, you don't want to hide away from the fact that um, you know the the issues and the problems. And it's kind of looking like they'll peter out again this season. They'll peter out again with no no trophy again for Munster. Um, they always seem to have a bit of bad luck as regards the injuries and the and, and players available and that comes down to squad depth and strength um of of your squad and and for all the clubs particularly heading into Europe and in their domestic le- leagues this year that's you know you want players fit and healthy and your best players and i think Munster are in a position at the moment where now there's a number of players out injured and there was last weekend and they would they make a difference to them yes um is the playing style coming back to to bite him a little bit again? Yes, it is, and so I think a lot of the, I suppose there's there's an air of deflation in, in amongst the monster fans, and I was saying that um, coming out of the ground last Saturday, I don't even get slagged anymore in Dublin, <laughs> which is uh, you know things are aren't great when that's not happening, uh, but look, it's. There's a frustration there amongst the monster fans. I think you know it's been a long, long time since they won a trophy, and trophies are hard to come by. Um, some teams are at a different level, and unfortunately, Munster are still not where you would want them to be. Yeah, like Le- Leinster needed Munster to be great to drive Leinster on to greatness, and um, you would feel that uh, that could happen again. That's um, you know Leinster could do it, having Munster be really good again, and actually occasionally beating them and keeping them sharp you know it's just it's not really good for well, Irish rugby to have Munster the way they are at the moment it's pro- it's, pro- it's probably not good for Irish rugby and for, for neutrals and, and for people going to the games but I don't think Leinster are too concerned they're pretty happy uh, that they're they're the dominant force in this fixture in the last number of years um, and they keep winning them and they can mix and match their team a little bit and still still be in a position to win the fixture so yeah I, of course it would be It'd be better. The same with Ulster and Connacht. I think it'd be, you know, if you had, like every year, Joe, we, we, the start of every season, you know, Leinster keep coming up as the top province, as the team to beat. Um, it would be good if, if, if there was, uh, if we were factually correct in saying that Ulster, Connacht, Munster are in the mix and they could win the domestic league or, or go on a big run in Europe as well and potentially win the tournament. I think when, you know, you probably where Munster want to get to as is certainly from a Munster point of view is 
that you're talking about him possibly being in a position to win win Europe and be certainly in the mix right at the end. I know they have been in a number of times in the last seven or eight years, um, but you know, you there's there's an inevitability about where it'll finish from. You know, probably semi-finals if they get there, and even in this 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 run, um, if they were to get through Exeter, um, they could potentially be at home. Providing, uh, well, it depends what happens in the Ulster Toulouse match. They could potentially be at home in a quarterfinals, um, and you know they could get to that position. But yeah, look, I think it would be um, it would be great if they if they got up to that level, and that's the goal. I think there is some young players that always give a little bit of. Well, I suppose in the recent last couple of seasons, are giving more optimism, but there's still a lot of stuff to be sorted out there. Sorted out there, and. Um, and that's the worrying part. Like Using Europe as a barometer is an interesting one because obviously you have the, the seasons of 17, 18, 19 where they get to the semi-finals. In the last couple of years, obviously, they didn't get there. So have they gone backwards again from 2019? It, it just depends. Um, you know, Munster were always good, um, even, even if they hadn't the biggest or strongest squad in Europe. They were always could manoeuvre themselves through the pool stages um, get a home quarter final, which we know from history, it's very difficult for anyone to win away from home in quarter finals. And then you, you're, you're suddenly in a semi final. On so sometimes you can be a bit unlucky with with where it goes or lucky. Um, so I don't know. I think the frustrating part is probably the playing style and 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 the progression of of I suppose being comfortable in matches and. And when you when you watch the game, that you can see tactically they're very astute and they're a very hard team to beat. I think they've become probably an easier team to to maneuver around and and to get a result against because they don't have this dominant force up front, eight forwards who are going to make it incre- like incredibly difficult for you. Um, they're trying to change the way they play. Um, they're not good enough at what they're doing and how they're doing that. So um, have they gone backwards? Well, I don't know. I think there's probably better players now um, than there was a couple of years ago. If you go back to when Rusty Rasmus got uh, Munster into that semi-final against Saracens, I think I think this playing group is probably more talented and there's probably more flair to it. Um, but they're an easier team to beat, um, which is is worrying. One, sorry, one last question on this. Um, uh, Peter Marnie was asked about the, the coaching and he went, it's not ideal, we're professionals, we'll get on with it. What impact do you think it is that they don't know what's coming next? Uh, it's a big impact, Ger, and this was always going to happen. It's been over four, nearly four months now since Johan Van Gran, the Johan Van Gran announcement came. Um, it's it's too long. It's uh, And look... I don't know why it's taken so long. There's probably some factors to that. Um, see what candidates were interested in the job. Um, assess that. Um, and this is only speculation. And and maybe waiting to see is there more people available. I think a lot of the top coaches throughout the world. And we we, we you know you saw Ronan O'Gara ruling himself out. He just signed an, a three-year contract last year. I think he probably would have been the number one choice. Um, Scott Robertson in New Zealand. Um, from what I was told, um, I don't. This wasn't public. Um, ruled himself out. I think because one of his kids is is still in secondary school and um, he wants to wait. 
probably wants to wait and see what happens with the All Blacks, the World Cup and stuff, and and also whether he'll move and one, and to get one of his daughters through school. I think. Um, so what candidates were available? So maybe um, maybe that was a factor as well, and and maybe the other side of us then see see how the season went for him, see how they progressed in the league and and through this period around the Six Nations and stuff. But it's taken too long, and it does create uncertainty. There is absolutely no doubt um, the uncertainty hasn't helped them. And um, I suppose if you're a player in a group like that, you're confused as to where you're going, what's happening. Um, and it probably has been a factor as well. Okay. All right. Um, the Lancer Connacht game this weekend, right? If you are Connacht, what are you trying to do in this first leg? Like, obviously... You want to win the game and you want to keep the score down as much as you possibly can to give yourself a fighting shot in the second game. But how do you do that? Well, I think you have to get your own basics right. And, you know, anyone who watched the game last week, Munster, Leinster, I think um, you have to be at your very best when you're playing them. They're probably going to be stronger. They'll probably have a stronger team this week, um, given they'll have some players back. Um you've got to get your basics really right and you have to be tactically good. And I spoke about this in the podcast and maybe with you early in the week. Um, Munster were quite poor in the kicking game, the kicking exchanges. Um, Leinster had 13 lineups in the game. Munster had five. Uh, that tells you that Leinster weren't kicking the ball out. They were kicking it up the middle of the field a lot, playing that ping-pong tennis game with... with um, you know, with their long kicking and Munster kicked it straight back up in the air to him. Easy pickings for, for Leinster's back three. Um, they're able to launch attacks again. And if you allow Leinster, and it's very difficult, when I say the word allow, Ger, it's very difficult to stop them. But if you allow them continuously get into your half and build phases, they're going to hurt you eventually. You know, the law of averages would say, you know, if, you're, if they're in there 10 times, they're a ruthless side who are very, very efficient when they get into that attacking zone that they will punish you. Um, they keep hammering away. They'll take some penalties, but more often than not, you know, you're you're going to break break down at some stage. Someone's going to make a mistake. They're going to wear you down. They're going to get through a tackle and they're going to finish it. And they have that ability um, around their decision-making and their anticipation of someone making a line break and finishing things. So for Connacht, I think it's about just managing the game well. And that's where whether it's Caelan Blade or Marmion and Jack Carty, where where they play with Connacht, um, they're a side that really want to play and throw the ball around a little bit. So you've got to be careful. Um, Andy Friend is not going to tell his side this week, just kick the letter off the ball and you're going to beat Le- Leinster. You're not. They have to play. But I think it's really important that they play in the right areas. They get their own set piece right. Connacht have had those issues this year. Um, scrum, um, their line-out has been pretty good. Um, and you want to try and starve Leinster possession, so holding on to the ball. So th- it's very, very obvious, but I think the kicking game is where Leinster's game has gone up another level um, and just been really efficient in where 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 they played. Like, they kicked the ball more. We've had these debates over the years, Ger, about, you know, Munster kicked the ball too much. Well, Leinster kicked the ball three times more than, than Munster last Saturday night. But 29 times, Munster kicked it 26 times. So sometimes if you look at stats and you think, well, Leinster are kicking more than, than Leinster. They're boring to watch. They're, they're not. It's, it's where they're kicking and how they're kicking. Um, 
So for Connacht, I think it's they've got to bring their A game. And there, I say the most probably the most obvious thing is you've got to physically front up against them. Okay. They have a kind of a brutal force, Leinster, in the breakdown, and you've got to match that or try and at least get parity there. One last question for you uh, that came up during the week, um, and Keith Wood picked his team for the weekend, and he had Carberry at fullback, and they were asked in the press conference this week about it, and Larkham said, "No, no plans to start him there at the moment." Is he a fullback? Would it be better to have Healy and Carberry on the pitch at the same time for Munster at the moment? Possibly, um, I think if 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 uh, if Mike Haley is not available, I think it's 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 an option. Um, ben Healy coming off the bench. Listen, I, and I say say this: Look, when you're chasing a game and you bring players off the bench, inevitably things are going to change around. The pace is going to pick up a little bit. Um, Casey did that. Ben Healy did that. Um, is there a call? You know, should there be a call to start both of them and and just go for it from the word go? These games are really intriguing because, and we haven't seen the situation. I, I think we've seen some playoff games over the years, but you know the back-to-back games that you usually get around in December with the old format. Yeah, where you you know that those games are always sure about win your home game, and if you're playing a big game team in France or England, at least try and get a losing bonus point. You know, we won a European Cup in 2008, getting a losing bonus point in Clermont. They can be vital. This is a little bit different. Like, there's a mental challenge to this when you're playing guys one week after the other because, you know, if you get if you lose a match and there's a bit of niggle and you you can get fired up for the next game and and sometimes they make no sense. Um, so there's a real intrigue into the mental side of this. But these games are about managing the scoreboard. So we're probably hoping that the 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 European these round sixteen games that they're brilliant rugby and it's all about you know attack 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 it's not it's about you know if you're 10 if you're 15 points down in the game with two minutes to go and you have a penalty you're not kicking into the corner you you might be really assessing the scenario of bring that 12 that 15 points back to 12 um kick the penalty so we may see some of that and uh it'll be it'll be really intriguing to see how they play out mentally for players all right quinny good stuff enjoy the games thanks a million cheers lads